For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. Man, it must be nice to be in the NFC East. They don't even got to worry about losing games, man. Like. <laughs> Hey, I see you're wrong for that. They just rolling right along. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, Plenty to get to on this show as the Niners get set to take on the Eagles in Sunday night football. They'll return back home to the Field of Jeans following a two-game roadie to uh, the New York, New Jersey area coming back winning both of those games. But they'll be taking on Carson Wentz, we think, and the Eagles uh, coming up on Sunday. We're here to preview that. Uh, we got a very special guest, very special guest. And you go back with this person, E.D. You go back with this person. Some history with you guys. Uh, yeah, we, we, a little bit of history. A little bit of history. Um, Big time guest, none other than the voice of your Niners, Greg Papa, going to be joining us here on this show uh as always we want to remind you encourage you to download subscribe rate review uh hit that like button if that's the uh podcast subscriber that that you subscribe to if they ask for that uh you can also reach out to us be a part of the show on social media uh i'm at our haylock on twitter he's at underscore eric davis underscore on Twitter and then on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray, and he is at underscore Bump and Run. As always, we were brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Of course, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and also the fine folks over at Manscaped. You know, the world is opening back up, Rashawn. You, you, it's the quarantine has had everybody locked in. And for some people, it's your first opportunity to get out and have a date, you know, to get out and be sociable. And for a lot of you on that first date, it's probably the first time you've seen your balls in a long time. And you, so you don't want to go out there with a ball throw. That could really mess up your first date. So we're here to try to help you out. Manscaped has all the products and they can provide you the best tools for a grooming for the grooming experience to keep that first date on track, to keep that fro problem under control. And Manscaped has everything you will possibly need. The 3.0 is great. The lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is 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 you know you got one in you got one in the mail. And I got I know one. They have they have performance briefs. The crop duster. Uh, they have they they got a crop reviver spray. So um, I I hate I would hate for any of you to get to the point to where it, it needs to be revived. <laughs> but <laughs> they take care of that as well. So. So, guys, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ERIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code E-R-I-C. 
see. And as always, man, your balls, they will thank you. They will thank you. Manscaped is there to help you. Um, and I still don't know what that reviver is all about. But if you need it, it's there. Hey, look, we, we, we just we, we want you to win, right? <laughs> On the field and off the field. We, we just want you to win, right? Um, just like we want these Niners to win. A great road trip, obviously, going to uh, New Jersey, to MetLife, knocking off the Jets and the Giants, and in consecutive weeks, um... Now they take on this Eagles team, another NFC uh-huh. East opponent. Eagles come into uh, Levi's 0-2-1, and they're not even in last place in, in the NFC East. Uh, the Giants actually are 0-3. Uh, that's that's yeah, bad. Eagles, Eagles, that's a bad division. That is, it's, it is a very bad division. Eagles tied uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals um, last week. They, the game ended in a tie. Have you ever played a game that ended in a tie, E.D.? Um... Regular season game, no. no, no preseason, a couple times, but never, never a regular season game, no, never a regular season game. All right, well, no, well, we just beat people down before we got to that point. Well, that makes sense. That's that's kind of the way it should be, right? So as far as these Niners are concerned, um, you're looking at heading in, in into uh, into Friday's practice. Uh, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo did not participate once again. Nick Mullins has been getting all of the reps. Those are reports coming out of uh, out of Niners practice uh, this week, um, and it looks like it could be the Nick Mullins show once again. Um, he's going up against a a Eagles team that um, Doug Peterson, the head coach there with the Eagles, admitted like they're just not very good right now. They're just not playing really good football right now. And obviously, you would hate to be for them to come to the West Coast and, and find their uh, to find their mojo. But what are some? How, how do you how do you keep a team down like that? How do you not allow them to come here to Levi's and 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 find whatever it is that they need to find, whatever it is that they're looking for to try to turn around their season? Uh, well, you jump on them from the start. You you really do when a team is when a team has been beaten up and they're not playing well. You, you make certain that you're not a good right game for them. And that's what they have to do. That's what the Niners have to do. Um, the head coach is already saying they're not playing well. So if the head coach is putting that out there, Peterson is putting out that they're not playing well, what do you think the locker room is going to do if things start to go badly? If the guys on the field, if things start to go badly, they're going to be like, here we go again. Because the coach has already put it in their head that they're not playing well. I can't believe he said that. And Peterson is normally smarter than that. But for him, for for him to say that at his press conference, yeah, he put it uh, they, out there. They, yeah, he put it out there, which means that they they are they are really hurt, and half the team is hurt. I think they had one wide receiver practice today. One on Thursday, so, yeah, they had one wide yeah, receiver so practice. Everything that he wants to do from a timing standpoint, personnel standpoint, is not there. You don't let you so when you got a team like that, you punish them, man. You, you punish them. It's like playing a guy with a if you got a bad shoulder. Guess what? I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna hit your shoulder. You got you got a bad knee or a bad ankle. I'm gonna press you and push you around all day long. I'm not gonna let you run free. I'm gonna you, you test it. So right now, if if he's saying that their heads aren't right, you you put pressure on them from the start. You you come out very beginning. It's Mike Tyson, where I'm not even gonna let you make it to the second round. I'm gonna get on you right now, since since it sounds like the head's the problem. I'm gonna go and try to get in your head. If if it is Nick Mullins, and I mean this hasn't been confirmed yet, uh, as as they enter Friday, Jimmy still hasn't practiced, and 
and and Kyle wants to see him go through at least one practice and know that he can protect himself. So I guess Friday would kind of be the the telltale sign whether he'll be able to go out there or not. Um, but but if it is Nick Mullins, right, coming back week two now, second week in a row, um, the, is this a greater benefit for him or a greater benefit for this Eagles defense because they saw they got a chance to be able to see a little bit of him on tape last week? Uh, well, it'll be a better it'll be a better benefit for. Um... Nick, because Nick is going to be within the offense with with guys that are playing better than the opponent right now, <laughs> so so that gives him the advantage. It's, it's not a question of them looking at him and seeing him and studying him. It's can they stop it? And can can you can you get enough points to to slow them down on the other end as well? Um, uh, you, you know, so so that can you put him in some uncomfortable positions? Can you stop that run game? Can you do all these things? So knowing what he's going to do, it's it's not that big a deal. People always talk about the game planning and the tricks and all of this stuff. Man, you can tell me, you can tell me what you're doing. I still have to stop it. I, I, I got to stop it. The, the I, I'm going to go back those those great Dallas Cowboys teams of the '90s. Man, they ran six plays. You just had to stop them. Yeah. They, they, they didn't try to fool you. They had to stop it. The West Coast offense, it's not that complicated. It's been around so long. Everybody knows what it is, but it's about executing. Can you, can you stop it? When a team executes it properly, they start flooding these zones because it's a numbers game. You get two on, two on three. You get um, three on two. You, uh, I mean, you get three on two. Sometimes they go four, four strong. It's like it's nothing you can do to stop positive yardage so that's i don't think there's so if i got to give an advantage i'm gonna nick is playing with with his guys that are playing better the 49ers have kind of turned it on and they're playing better and they've been very fortunate i'm not even gonna lie this is a game when i just looked at the schedule you know when i was going through my 11 and 5 this is a game that i had them losing yeah you had you had them losing this game yeah this is this is a game that i had them losing and i and now i don't see that they got a lot of injuries they're not playing well. Take advantage of it. Even with Nick playing, I think it should be advantage Niners with Nick playing because Nick's playing with his guys. They're still trying to figure out who's gonna suit up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that, Philly, that's a real that's a real thing. Um, they like you mentioned, just one wide receiver went through practice on Thursday for uh, the Eagles, and Carson Wentz has been in a world of trouble. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on. Uh, we got a real thing or not coming up. We've got a three-pack for you, ED. We'll have that later on in the show. Um, but first, let's get to uh, handy sanitizer, man. We're getting out there. As you said, the things are starting to open up, man. we got to make sure we protect ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. you got to stay clean. And handy sanitizer is here to help you do that. It is a multi-use sanitizer spray, and it can be sprayed. When I say multi-use, it can be sprayed on anything. Nice little pocket size, refillable glass bottles that are good for your wallet, good for the world. As I said, reusable, refillable. Um, and Handy wants to make certain that you guys keep yourself clean with their product, so much so that if you go to handysanitizer.co, that's co, C-O, and use the code ED, you will get 10% off. 10% off. You get to stay clean. You get to save money. You get to help the world by not throwing away these plastic bottles and you don't have to worry about that greasy, 
slimy hand sanitizer. Nice, convenient spray. Great smell. FDA approved. 75% alcohol. You can use it on anything. So go to handysanitizer.co. Use the code ED. That's ED. You guys know how to spell ED for 10% off. Handy. Feels good to be clean. All right, ED. It's about that time as promised. And, of course, this man needs no introduction. Host of the Papa and Lunch Show on KNBR, voice of the San Francisco 49ers. The Hall of Famer Greg Papa joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Greg, thanks so much for uh, taking some time here to join us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. I'm not sure what Hall of Fame I'm in, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, you probably don't even know I'm in that Hall of Fame. Well, all right. Thank you for the appreciate it. Just for those that don't know, the Bay Area Sports Radio Hall of Fame. That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in that one. Yeah. You, you, uh, you, you've done a lot, man. You, you, uh, you're, you're a, a titan in this business, of course. Um, currently now, you're, you're serving as the the voice of the San Francisco 49ers. Take a look at this this 49ers team. Obviously, everybody had to go through the, the COVID situation, all the protocols and everything. How do you think this team was able to, to kind of weather that storm, and and how has that shown so far through this first part of the season? Well, Sean, it was a really weird off season. They really couldn't. Uh... They couldn't celebrate their accomplishment last year. I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they had a hell of a year last year. And it was just different, obviously. The whole league had the same problem, doing everything remotely and not being in the same room together or the same city. Uh, Jimmy got some of the wide receivers together for Camp Garoppolo in Nashville, but they actually they had a COVID. A little breakout uh, there, right? Yeah. Well, he's one or two guys got it, so they had to shut that down. Uh, but I think they, they felt like, with the continuity of the coaching staff, Kyle on offense with Mike LaFleur and Mike McDaniel, uh, Robert Sala on defense, Richard Hightower on special teams, that they would be able to roll. They they, they lost a couple of starters. DeForest Buckner made a big one, obviously, and Joe Staley, but they plugged in Trent Williams there. I think they felt like in this weird offseason, they would benefit from the lack of on-field work and really being together by knowing each other so well. Uh, but they, they were they were off a little bit. That first game against Arizona, I wasn't surprised by that. I could see it in training camp. They were just off a little bit. Jimmy was off. The passing game didn't have a lot of continuity. You don't have Devo Samuel. Uh, Brandon Ayuk tweaked his hamstring like three weeks before the first game. Didn't play the first game. So they were off, uh, and they deserved to lose that Arizona game. They were outplayed. But then they went to Jersey, and they, they beat the, the crap out of the Jets, but no one noticed because we were all in a in a trance, you know, kind of like, what happened? Because Nick Bosa got hurt. Yeah. And then two plays later, Solomon Thomas gets hurt, and D Ford's not playing. Um, and that was that was traumatic. Uh, then they went to the Greenbrier Resort after that, and they kind of healed up, and they came out and rolled the Giants, just rolled them. And they showed – you know, they don't have a Nick Bosa on the roster, but they come at you in waves. They're deep. They have a system how they want to play. The coaching staff gets them ready in a, in a scheme to uh, vary every – the schemes vary every week to attack that opponent, much, much like Belichick. So I, I was stoked after last game to be that impressive playing your fourth and fifth string running backs and your fourth and fifth string cornerbacks was pretty amazing. So I think after two and one, I, I still think they're the best team in the NFC. Uh, New Orleans is playing. They had a tough schedule. They look one and two. They look good. Green Bay's rolling. Seattle's rolling. We'll see about Tampa. But, E.G., I still think that they're the team to beat in the NFC. 
Uh, well, you know what? I think they have the roster. They put their roster together so that um, that you can, you know, you, you're able to find a way to sustain when you lose some guys, and we were able to see that. Now, one thing, I heard what you were just saying about the mix, um, uh, you know, not having the offseason, guys not being there, not being able to celebrate, um, you know, that the previous year. But, you know, all I heard was the revenge tour, and it seemed like there was a whole lot of celebrating of it going on anyway. I, I'm with you right now. I think they're rolling. They're, they look the way I expect them to look. But do you think that mindset has settled in uh, because of that butt kicking by Arizona where they were just outplayed week one and weren't ready for, to play? Or is it a combination of that and these injuries and these guys starting to say last year doesn't matter. Let's focus in on who we are now. Yeah, well, I think the revenge tour, that was, you know, Nick, Bo, uh, Nick Bosa and George Kittle. And if you remember, like, NFL Films had that shot of, of George on the sideline at the end of the Super Bowl saying, I will be back with an MF yeah. and vengeance. Um, and we did a lot of, I did a lot of interviews to guys in the offseason and the state of the franchise. And what I felt was, because everybody in the Bay Area is talking about Super Bowl hangover, only three teams in the history of the league have lost the Super Bowl and come back to win it. Well, one of those teams was New England, and they just did it. And I, I, but I sense just that they're, they're genuinely pissed off that they didn't win last year. As great as last year was, and it was the perfect regular season, the two home playoff games against Minnesota and Green Bay were just rollicking fun. They just trucked those teams. They ran right yeah. over them. But then they were seven minutes and 13 seconds away from what of the Super Bowl. And they, they had that offense. Mahomes was struggling. He's throwing the ball on the ground. He's throwing the ball to Warner. They intercepted him early in the fourth quarter. It was 20 to 10 with 7.13 to go. And then they had the, you know, two, three, chip, jet, wasp, play to Tyreek, and here they come. So I think they were they were genuinely mad that something that they earned and had was taken from them. So they came back with a heat. And I, I sensed it from Kittle, and I sensed it from Bosa. Bosa was not happy they didn't finish that off. Now, but Nick gets hurt, so now you don't have him. But I, I, I think the, the Arizona game was just a product of them not being ready. They just weren't ready. They didn't have a preseason. Arizona had a scheme. They're hard to play. They couldn't tackle that quarterback. Arizona played fast. They played Chip Kelly fast, and they wore him down, and they deserved to lose. But they bounced back, and they have their resolve. And this team is deep, man. They are deep. They got a loaded roster. And I, as I say, I still – I still, Seattle's going to be hard. It'll come down to a play here or there like last year. And Green Bay, you know, let's see if Green Bay can tackle the 49er running game. They never uh, have. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that stopped uh, Raheem Mostert in the NFC title game was the goal line. He would have gone for <laughs> you know, Green, Bay still, Green Bay still trying to tackle Cap. They, they, they don't want to tackle anybody. <laughs> You're right. I remember that game. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that they they felt like they were the best team last year. Kansas City deserved it. I'm not saying that. But they felt like, man, we let one slip away. We ain't doing that again this year. Greg Papa, voice of the Niners, joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Um, Greg, we, we Greg, talk about we talk Kyle about all the time Kyle in terms of his play calling ability. 
things of that nature, and just how great he is in that regard. What have you seen from him, however, as, as a leader, as a leader, a leader of men? You know, he had kind of a reputation for being a know-it-all, and, you know, he's Mike Shanahan's son. He knows a lot. Um, but when he walked in here, and I wasn't there the first year, but I've been here now for, the, for two years. He's, and I interview him every week for 20 or 30 minutes, and we chat before. He's brutally honest. He tells his players what's up. I know players when you're disingenuous, where you say one thing one day and then somebody overhears you saying something in the hallway the next day about him. Yeah, you, you can't do that. He, he will tell you what's up. So they like that. He's a straight shooter. There's no nonsense. But it's not just play calling. What makes him great, Sean, is play designing. And that's when the real great ones, the Sean Paytons, the Andy Reeds. It's not just Sunday at one o'clock calling that call sheet. It's Tuesday night at, you know, midnight and all week. And how are we gonna attack this team? And what's their front like and where are they weak? And what action? The way they run the ball is just so state of the arts. Uh, a guy like Kyle Yuschek and how, you know, you follow the fullback and he'll tell you where the play's going. Well, not always. He's going one direction, they cut back the other way. The same thing with Kittle as a tight end. The way he uses backs, tight ends, and uh, wide receivers differently. He uses wide receivers like running backs, uses backs like uh, wide receivers, mm -hmm. and, and tight ends like tackles. And he uses them all like a chessboard. So he's a master designer. And then he's a good play caller on Sunday. He'll get a couple of two- and three-yard plays knowing – I'm setting you up for a house call here uh, to get you feeling good about yourself. So in every regard, uh, he's just been a stupendous coach, and they, they know how they want to play. He and John Lynch procure the talent to play a specific way, outside zone, running game on offense, the boot and keep game to complement it, a cover three scheme on defense. It's a lot like Pittsburgh. Why are they good every year? Because they, they know how to pick outside linebackers in a 3-4. In a they know what they're yeah. doing, so they don't they don't they don't draft a guy in most because they know what they want, and the coach, you know, plays that player based on what Kevin Colbert wants. So uh, he, he's the real deal. He's a great coach. He's a straight shooter. He's really honest, and uh, I think the players love him. He's he's a player's coach in every way, in the way he handles them, and the many he sets them up for success on Sunday with his mind. Uh, we got the voice of the 49ers, Greg Poplar, right here. And a um, little known fact right here. Um, fifth game I ever did, and really the first one that I ever started learning anything. I was in the box. I was in the booth with Greg Poplar. We were we were calling a high school game. Uh, you remember that? Very well. That was, Very that, was, that was literally the fifth game I had ever called in my life. And the first four I called – were the 49ers preseason games for CBS. But I still couldn't believe they had given me that job. I was like, you guys know I've never done this before. But you taught me how to do this stuff, man, and I appreciate uh, it. Uh, you're a natural, man. And we'd go in the studio together on TV, and you were you were natural. Uh, that was the time when I was doing I was doing a high school game on either a Thursday or a Friday night. I forgot what day of the week that was when we did it. Maybe Thursday. And then I would, do, I would do a college game on Saturday somewhere in the Pac-12 or somewhere, either Stanford or Cal or something. And then I was doing the Raiders then, so I would do uh, I would do a Raiders game on Sunday. So I loved it. I mean, the one thing about football that 
Sean, that I don't like. I act on basketball and baseball. They only play once a week. Only once a week, Papa. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> only once a week. <laughs> I did three games a week, so I do college game the next day, and then I go to a pro game, and then I might do a game on Monday just for fun somewhere. So maybe a Pop Water game. So, no, it was fun. Eric was a natural. I knew he'd be great at it. One thing about him, I think people know, you're a showman. And when the light goes on, you go on. And not everybody on television especially have that ability. So you know the game inside now. You taught me so much. But uh, you're also a performer. That's why you're great at what you do. Well, you know what? That's nice of you to say all of that stuff. But we're going to get back to but what about what you know about this Niners team. But I appreciate that, though. I appreciate everything you taught me because I, I still know. I couldn't have done it without you. So I do appreciate that. But now as far as this team, I, I do, I, you know, being being a part of that radio call crew, you get to know everybody closely. You were just talking about Shanahan. Um, I want to flip it over to Salah. Um, how, looking at this cornerback situation, I mean, they got their fifth, sixth corners playing. How, how is Salah going to, how is Salah going to be able to create that heat without Solomon Thomas, without Nick Bosa? You know, with D4 being down, you can't just use the, the front four. You're going to have to depend on that back end. So what do you think he's going to do with this defense moving forward? Well, I, I, I've already seen it. I, in fact, I think uh, the last two games that he called as the D.C. of this team against the Jets and the Giants, and you could say they're bad teams. I, I, don't, I don't prescribe to that theory. This is the NFL. There are no bad teams. There are no bad players. There's some are better than others. Wait, wait, but uh, uh, Papa, Papa, the Jets and the Giants are a dumpster fire. <laughs> 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 Come on, man. Come on, this is talking to Papa. They are No, I know, but here's the deal. When I was watching them getting ready for the 49er game, they gave Pittsburgh problems. They had a 19-play drive. They almost scored, then the quarterback got hit through the ball straight up, and they picked it off. The Chicago game, they lost Saquon, you know, first play of the second quarter. They lost the receiver, Shepard, Sterling Shepard, the last play of the second quarter, and they got a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter on the road. So I hear you, but I'll get back to Salah. Uh, <laughs> you don't have Solomon Thomas. You don't have G. Ford, and you don't have uh, and Nick Bosa. I call that the, the gold rush. What they actually call it is their turbo package when they go fast, and then it's uh, – it's also uh, Eric Armstead inside. Last year it would be DeForest Buckner. It's like, you know, the, the, the Giants way back when with Mike Waffle as the D-line coach called it their NASCAR package. They got a turbo. So it's their speed rush group. Uh, I, I knew they'd be able to handle the run because they got big guys that can do that. Javon Kinlaw can handle the run. T.J. Jones can handle the run. Kerry Hyder Jr. can handle the run. And Armstead. But how are you going to generate a pass rush without the gold rush, the turbo? What he did was... He brought more pressure. Yeah. He brought more pressure in both games, which is a little bit what they don't want to do because they want to rush four and drop seven. But he blitzed more. He likes to bring uh, Fred Warner, the middle linebacker. He likes to bring Kwan Williams off, off the middle with that cat blitz. He's been blitzing Jimmy Ward a lot more this year than he ever blitzed before, partly from free safety, partly because Jimmy's gotten better at it. He was not a good blitzer before. Now, if he's not getting home all the way, he's creating pressure, a rattle rush, and, and things are happening. So I thought Salah called a great game. Now, if I can see that up in the booth, then the other team knows it. And they have tendency, yeah. they have analytics, so you have to vary it. So 
but I, I think that they I, I am confident that they will it'll be a little bit like the Eagles did a few years ago when they won the Super Bowl. And yeah, they got Brandon Graham and yeah, they got Fletcher Cox and those guys are monsters. But they would come they were they were too deep, T W O deep. They had they had Chris Long, they had Vinnie Curry. They came at you with another whole defensive line behind the starting yeah. defensive line. You got to be fresh. The 49ers are deep. They are a deep defensive line. Look at Nick Bosa. I'll give you that. But I think Sala will be fine. Now, when you get in against great teams, and it's you know it's Aaron Rodgers and it's Russ, and he can run away from pressure. That's a different animal. Uh, but now we're going to find out how good he is. You know, you don't have Bosa, you don't have Thomas, you don't have Ford. But at least so far, he's done a hell of a good job manufacturing a pass rush with a little more pressure from the second and third level. Greg Papa joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Uh, Greg, when you look at this team and there's so much uh, there's the expectations through the roof entering this season, right? Um, how yeah. what, what are some pitfalls? What are some concerns that maybe this team can run into? I know ED talked about it earlier, just that whole revenge tour thing and how they had to let that go. What, what do you see that could be some things that could, could trip this team up going forward? And I guess you got to include the injuries in that as well. Yeah, I mean, injuries are always an issue, but they're already injured. Um, I don't think they're built to come from behind a big margin. I'm not going to say they're like Baltimore. And when they get behind, they just don't have a weapon. I think Jimmy could do that. But I think the way they're built offensively is off the play-action game. And if you don't have the ability to run play-action and you got to throw it a lot, then I think that's not Jimmy's skill set. It doesn't work that way. You can still run your outside zone boot and keep game, but it's not as effective. So you, you can't fall way behind. Like Kansas City – can get behind 28 nothing and come back and still win because they got that quarterback and they got that speed at wide receiver. So I don't know if they quite have the gear. So they, they got to play a formula to win, which is uh, let the, the running game has got to be involved. And if you lose that, then I think you are running into a problem uh, generating points, but they, they were the second highest scoring team in the league last year behind Baltimore. They averaged almost, they averaged almost 30 a game, 29, nine. Uh, I think the other thing is Jimmy, uh, and turning the ball over. Uh, he's been good that way this year, but he hasn't played much. He's played six quarters so far. But last year, too many picks, uh, and then he had 13. But really, it was the fumbles that were an issue to me. And uh, he had 10 fumbles. He lost five. But the games the 49ers lost, do you remember that Monday night game last year against Seattle when they were 8 no? Absolutely. Yeah. Seattle took the butt. They, they, they strip-sacked him. Uh, and Clowney clowned him. Now, he's no longer there, obviously, but their front bothered Jimmy. Baltimore, likewise. Atlanta, Grady Jarrett did it. Uh, Super Bowl, Chris Jones did it. And if they have a vulnerability in the interior line, uh, they're playing Philadelphia this this week, and they got some great guys. You know, Fletcher Cox is a monster. Uh, it's been a, a problem with interior guys more than the, the perimeter guys over their guards and center creating a problem. So... Um, and then defensively, you can't get caught in. If you can't generate a pass rush and you are caught in blitzes, then you're going to have a problem, obviously. And then um, I think they're better suited for this this year. But teams attacked the opposite corner to Sherm incessantly last year. Uh, I think they're better this year because Jason Verrett's healthy. And Jason Verrett's a good player. 
Agreed. They, they like a Keller Weatherspoon. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his. Uh, I think he's third in my pecking order behind Barrett and Mosley and then Weatherspoon. But that opposite corner to Sherm is gonna get is gonna get work. They're gonna they, well, they, you better be up to it. And then Sherm's hurt as well. I mean, if if he doesn't come back, that'll be an issue. So I think those are the the bottom line concerns for this team. Uh, the quarterback play can't fall behind, and you've got it. You got it. Obviously, minus both of the pass rush and that opposite corner to Sherman just gets a lot of balls his way. Going into this week against um, Philly, what's what's what are the keys? Well, I, I love this quarterback. I, I think Carson Wentz is a great player. I know he's not playing great, but that doesn't mean he's not skilled. So I think the issue in this game. Uh, the 49ers have been vulnerable to a couple of things this early year, and Arizona did them both. And that is a mobile quarterback, and they were they were vulnerable to it last year. Russell Wilson was a problem. 49ers did beat Kyler Murray twice last year, ED, but he was an all-day sucker, man. That little guy, they couldn't get him on the ground. <laughs> yeah. but, you, but you know that, man, a mobile, a mobile quarterback is a problem for every defense. But especially one that, that's geared to go get the quarterback. So if, we, if you know where he is in the midline, they can go get him, uh, even without Bosa and Ford and, and Solomon. But if he's all over the place, it's a problem. And I think Carson Wentz, what they're going to do in this game, uh, because Daniel Jones did it last week, and Daniel Jones is a better athlete than you think he is, but they ran the zone read. They ran the pull option read. Yeah. And they yeah. did it like three or four times and gassed him. And one got called back uh, on a hold. So they're going to, Wentz will do that. Now, they got to be careful because this quarterback is borderline reckless. They don't want to get him hurt. But you know he's going to do that. He's a big, strong guy that's tough to get on the ground. Even if you wrap him up uh, in the pocket, he'll slip out of it. He's like Roethlisberger that way. And I think they're going to play fast. Uh, the 49ers are vulnerable to a no huddle. And let's go fast. Kyler Murray, obviously, the Jets did that a little bit with Darnold. The Giants, they wanted to do it more, but they weren't making first downs. And Doug Peterson's already said that Wentz is overthinking it, and maybe we just need to let him go. So I'm interpreting that. Let's play fast, and the, the 49ers are vulnerable to tempo, and let's let's snap it, you know, maybe not quite Chip Kelly fast, but fast. Let's get him up on the line at 25 on the play clock and snap it between 15 and 20, and don't let them sub. So I think those are the things they're going to do in the game, and obviously the turnovers. And uh, I, I think Nick Mullins has a good chance to play in this game. I don't think Jimmy's quite 100% back. And then you worry about, you know, their pass rush and, and bothering Nick. Uh, but th those are some of the areas. I think it's going to be a hard game. Philadelphia's going to be desperate. They haven't won a game yet. It's week four. So they're going to be coming full. They don't want to go into week five winless. And I know the NFC East is up for grabs, but – you're going to have a desperate team on your hands in, in Philadelphia. He is the Hall of Famer, Greg Popov, voice of your San Francisco 49ers, joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Greg, appreciate all the insight. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time and joining us here today. Thank you, man. I had so much fun, Sean, meeting you and talking to you. And, E.D., anytime, man. You know what I think of you, brother. Hey, you know. You know you're on my all-time team, Popov. You know that. Be good, guys. Be good. Stay healthy. Man, E.D., we've been talking about Greg Popper for so long in the, on the pod, after the pod, and the pod, before the pod. You talked about y'all's relationship and, 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 and those early games that uh, 
that you did with him. So great to get him yeah, on here, man. man the, De La Salle versus Pittsburgh High. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Sounds fun. Also, it sounds like a beatdown, right? I mean, De La Salle, they, 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 run, uh, they run everything hey, up there. Yeah, you know what, though? Actually, it wasn't it, You know what? It wasn't a beatdown like you would think. Pittsburgh had – I mean, it's a pretty good squad, man. That's, that's a very good division of football. But, unfortunately – they they happen to be in that division with De La Salle, so they it's you're not gonna win too many. Yeah, yeah, championships. Yeah, but but no, but it was good ball, man. High high level, very high level uh, football, high school football. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, we we go we go way way back, like broken lounge chairs, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now he he had obviously a a bunch to say, um, a, a bunch to say about the Niners. Um, I one of the things that was interesting to me was Kyle Shanahan. He said he's pretty much a, a straight shooter, right? And and you tend to appreciate that. Um, if you're if you're a player, just from all the conversations you and I have had. Um, and but he we saw evidence of that earlier this week right there was there's there this talk and you kind of alluded to it well, when, he cut the, when he cut the, the long snapper <laughs> well no not not not, not just cut the no, long no, snapper. oh no no that's evidence of it that that, that is truly evidence of it I'll, I'll let you give your evidence but i'll explain to you really i would no oh, I, yes. I i really i really would i really would love to hear this he okay, the, the part right I, the part i'm referencing however is he he pretty much talked about what you talked about earlier uh this week uh on our on our recap pod in terms of Nick Mullins and all this chatter about oh he's the starter this that and the other and and Shanahan on Wednesday pretty much just nipped all that in the bud. He was like, "Look, no. You know, we 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 like Nick. We want him to do a good job this that and the other, but this is Jimmy's team. Jimmy is our guy." Um and and he put he he put all that uh, to rest, which is obviously, of course, what you, what you would hope for him to say, right? If 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 you're a Niner fan, and 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 but um, I immediately thought about kind of our conversation earlier this week, and and that's that's kind of evidence to me of, of him just kind of being a, a straight shooter in a sense. Uh, well, yeah, there's no reason to play around with that uh, because first of all, there was no truth to the rumor. That's why I was like, guys, please just stop this. You got to understand, they don't, they, he's not the starting quarterback. Jimmy is. Mullins is not the starting quarterback. They, they have no intentions of him being the starting quarterback. What they have intentions of him doing is being a solid player and coming in and performing. You know, we said that. I said in the recap after the game, I was like, he, I'm not shocked that he played well. I expect him to play well. I expect every backup to come in and play well. Everyone has a role on the team. And that's what I'm talking about as far as, cutting the long snapper you have a role on the team what have i what have i told you you know another one of my isms man you know you you cannot make a you cannot make an nfl roster if you're not a starter at something unless you are a backup quarterback you got to be a starter at something you either a starter on defense you're a starter on offense or you a starter on special teams that's it you got to be a, a core teams guy to make to make an NFL roster. You can't just hang around unless you are a backup quarterback. Those are the only guys because that position is so important. So now, when you are a professional special team starter, guess what you can't do when your role is specific, like a kicker, like a snapper, like a holder. When that role is specific, your starting role is, is specific. You can't screw it up ever. Yeah, Niners were waving uh, Kyle Nelson. Wait, so I'm a little, I was a little surprised about that in the sense that um, I wasn't. 
Really? I well, dude, dude, your job. You have one job. <laughs> you have one job. One. You have one job, and 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 look, it's it's too important. And you will, and I know I'll get the tweets, and people will say, "Well, you know what? It's a lot of pressure. They don't get that many opportunities. Guess what? That's fewer chances to screw it up." Well, that wasn't even where I was going with it. I I was just saying that, um, just just because of the the way the game the the game played out, right? Like the the Niners won in in commanding fashion, and and it wasn't necessarily that. That anything that hurt the team, you know, per se, um, I figured, you know, I mean, you give the guy a mulligan, right? You bring him back. And- so you wait. So so wait a minute. You wait. So you wait until a game is lost. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so, so remember, 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 uh, you know me. Well, if the you put it that do, way, then <laughs> the standard is the standard. You have a job to do. I expect you to execute this job. And that is one of those jobs that is expected to be executed every time. Well, I, yes, I say we that know. because I've seen kickers have bad days and them come back. But then to your point, though, it's when they actually if they, if they actually cost a game or come close to costing the game is when they're they're released. Like I've seen that with, and now, with, with now, a number of teams. But I mean, you go okay. back to being the standard, right? Like what what franchises, what organizations are these? So I I, no, I, I get no. it. Too. Well, I and then also too. think about this too. When that when that kicker misses, there are other factors involved sometimes because sometimes okay, he missed this kick. Did he miss it because the hole wasn't proper? That the ball wouldn't turn? That yeah. the, the rotate that the strings that the snap was low, the snap was hot. All of those things go into a kicker missing it. So that's why sometimes a kicker may get a break before he calls the guy. Hell, I had my kicker. I, I remember walking in and Mike Kofer was gone. We lost the game, and I think I, I remember we lost the game. I can't remember. I think I don't know if it was Cleveland or who we lost to. All I remember is that we walked in. And um, I remember George Seifert saying, uh, you know what? Mike should have made those kicks. You guys see he's not here. Um, he should have made those kicks. And he walked out. Hey, I know Mike made them all yeah. on Tecmo Bowl. I was, I mean. Yes, I, I... yes. well, well guess, guess what I knew. Guess what I learned. That was another one of those times. I, don't be the guy. Don't be the guy. Hey, we win as a team. We lose as a team. Yeah, don't be the guy. I mean, we, no, we win as a team. But if we lose, it's, it's, it's your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. It, no, we don't yeah. lose as a team. We win as a team. If we lose, somebody screwed up, and that's that was the Niners' philosophy. So that Mike lost the game. You got to go. The long snapper, I that right there. One okay, four or five. Wait a minute. I can't wait to see if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm yeah, not. It was, I'm yeah, not it wasn't just, yeah, it wasn't just one. I mean, it was a, it was a number of them. And and, which and like you said, fortunately, fortunately, it was happening in the game that you were winning but the flip side of that is you're in a game and you're winning this game and you can talk to the guy on the sideline relax let's just do this the game's not on the line do your job and it's not happening people lose confidence in you and it's one of those jobs where you can't it's like the kicker you, you can't do it it's a quarterback you can't do it it's a cornerback that's why I tell people all the time they they always tell me about kickers and, and I have no sympathy for kickers I'm like man I have no sympathy for kickers when everyone says, well, they're not out there a lot of times, but that one or two plays can win or lose the game. And I was like, dude, I was out there 75 plays and every one of those plays could lose the game. I I don't have any sympathy for you. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I hear you there. Um, a, a buddy, 
we got a tweet. A buddy of mine tweeted me earlier in the week, like, can we get Wisnowski some love on the pod uh, this week? <laughs> Just because of, I meant to talk about this uh, in the last Wait, pod, but... Um, just because all the shenanigans he had to put up with, with with the snaps, like him being the holder and snaps were all over the place and dribbling to him and dribbling at his feet and him trying to control him oh, and, yeah. and running for his life and everything. Uh, so oh yeah. yeah, oh he almost got his he almost got his head ripped off yeah. for one play. Yeah, I, 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 and, I and we all know we all know those chats are not built for contact. Yeah, they're not built for that. They're not they're <laughs> not built for that. That is for sure. Time now for real thing or not. I got a three pack for you. As always, you can download, subscribe, rate, review. We're located wherever you find podcasts, wherever you found us. You can go ahead and continue to go back there and listen to us. Hit us up on social media as well. I'm at R Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter. And then on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. Here we go. Another real thing or not presented okay. to you okay. by Athlete Brand Guard. Tell us a little bit about Athlete Brand Guard, E.D. Uh, well, you know what? Athlete Brand Guard is, it's not the newest, it's not the first time, it's not the only, but it is absolutely the best. Nothing like it has ever existed before, um, and we know that because we invented the curriculum. It's invented by athletes for athletes, and almost every single day, there is something that happens that ruin, ruins the promising career of an athlete. And when I say athletes, I'm not just talking about professionals. I mean, young men and women, amateur athletes in school, grade school, college, everyone's going to be a pro at something one day. And athlete brand guard is all about putting you in position to make certain that you can make the right life decisions and understand what it is that you are getting into. Coaches specialize in X's and O's. And at Athlete Brand Guard, they specialize in preventative treatment and growth and understanding on who you are and how to take advantage of the situation that you're in to be best prepared to live your life and do things correctly. So go to athletebrandguard.com. Remember that athletebrandguard.com. Check out the information there. I guarantee you coaches, parents, athletes, all alike. It will be helpful. Special thanks to Athlete Brandgar for being part of the show. Uh, real thing or not, I got a three-pack for you, ED. I'll make three statements. You'll tell me whether it's a real thing or not, and then I will rebuttal. First thing, obviously the big news this week, Debo Samuel returning to practice. Okay. Um, he's he's in that 21-day window where he can practice. Either they activate him or they have to you know put him on extended IR. Uh, and so what I present to you, partner is Debo will be activated to the 53-man roster by Saturday at 1 p.m. That's the cutoff for him to be able to play this Sunday. Real thing or not? Oh, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Now, he, he may not play Sunday, but I think you're going to, I think they're going to activate him because they don't want to put him on for that extended, um, you know, that, that extended wait. You don't want to put him on IR. Well, they got some time. Think, they got, they got 21 days. Well, well, they got, well, they, well, I mean, he's already in that window. See what? Yeah, you're right. See, now you got me confused. Will he be a real thing or not? <laughs> this We're, is the okay. first time in the history of okay. believing in 49ers. All right. All right. You now, should see uh, I'm, like, patting myself on the back so hard see. right now. Shoot, thinking about it. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to just get this moving along and keep that rhythm going for, for real thing or not. So I'm going to say it's um not, not. He will not be on the active roster by Saturday. 
not, not. All right, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Before the season started, I said I didn't want to see him until October. Actually, it is October right now, but the fact that he's he's they're, they're just now throwing him out there. Um, he hasn't played in a while. I don't want to just throw him, you know, in the mix. Um, Kyle said if he's okay and he shows that he can protect himself, then he's going to put him out there. But um, I'm going to say not. I'm going to say not. I'm not. I'm just not too sure about it. I don't think this will be the week. Per- perhaps next week, though. However, yeah. Um, perhaps next week. Real thing or not? Presented by Athlete Brand Guard. Uh, the Eagles present the biggest challenge to the 49ers' offensive line so far this season. So far this season, um, real thing, real Real thing. Um, Even though, I mean, Leonard Williams and the guys that they had to go with before, they've had some big boys that they've dealt with. Uh, Fletcher Cox is a different animal. Uh, So I'm, and you know, that just that alone kind of makes this the the toughest defensive front they've gone against. Yeah, yeah, we had Papa on uh, earlier. He talked about this a little bit. Um, I'm gonna go real thing as well. Look, they had eight sacks last week against uh, the Bengals, and obviously, I know rookie quarterback and the Bengals, you know, aren't that good. Um, But those eight sacks are more than the Niners have this season combined, right? Through through three games. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I I think I think there's something there's something to that. Um, I think they're going to be able to you know provide some pressure if it's going to be Mullins back there. Um, you know, obviously they're going to want to get underneath his skin a little bit, and and, and you're still working with you know some somewhat of a patchwork offensive line. So I think uh, I think it's a huge challenge here for the Niners coming up this week. Absolutely. Um, last one, a uh, real thing or not, we will see Jalen Hurts Sunday. Oh, not, not, not. I hope not. I think he could be a bigger problem than um. Than Wentz, even though um, I'm a I'm a big Wentz fan, I'm I'm like Papa. I think that you can utilize this guy and those read options, and and um, and he's a tough guy, and and he can run. He's athletic. He's a big dude too, and um, I've seen him do it. So, but I think where they are, and and I've done a lot of Philly radio this week. Peterson is kind of worried about the psyche of his team right now. He's definitely worried about the psyche of his quarterback. He feels like he's pressing too hard and trying too hard. And I, and I think the same thing. I don't think you can bench him because if you bench him, you're going to really open up a controversy there that I don't think that they want to have. Because if you're benching him, you're benching him for play. And it's hard for a quarterback to come back when you bench him for play. Yeah, I'm going to go real thing. Um, oh. I, think, I think the controversy started in the draft when they drafted him. Uh, um, oh. and, and so – uh, we we saw Jalen Hurts a little bit last week. He didn't attempt a pass, uh, it, it, just a couple running plays. Um, but if – I'm not going to go as far as to say as, as Wentz will be benched, but maybe a package or something um, oh, for, Jay, see, oh, for, Jay, for, for Jalen Hurts. What are you saying? You are cheating. I am breaking this thing down here. No, <laughs> what, you what are, are you? cheating. <laughs> you are cheating. I mean, if, if you're going to be a Taysom <laughs> Hill and come in for a play or two, okay, that's I, different. I am breaking I, this down here. This, no. is, this is that great expertise that they, they, they sign up. I, for I'm every week when they listen to the Believe in 49ers pod. I am so glad our <laughs> listeners see this crap you're pulling right now. You give me this question and then you come back in on the tail end and well, well, he can come in for a play or two and that's the re- No. 
we're, we, you presented this to me like is dude is dude going to get? I just bent? said he was going to. Pl- I said, is he going to play? Is he going to play? Oh, is he going to play? I didn't say See? Rich would get benched. Is is he going to play? I mean, See? of course, there is the possibility okay. that 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 Wentz could get benched, but I think, I think we will see her because, like you said, look, they're old two and one, right? And obviously, you don't want to fall to old three and one. Even then, they still wouldn't be in last place in the East. But I mean, they're they're, they're this is their worst start That's since nineteen ninety nine. Like 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 you said, Peterson's trying to find something, right? And, and if this Niners defense performs the way we hope this Niners defense is going to perform, then perhaps maybe throwing Hurts in there could inject a little bit of something, right? For for, Man, for their throw, offense, throwing Hurts in there won't do anything but get him fired. Get Peterson fired. Yes, to get him fired because all you got to do is because <laughs> because Hurts not is not ready to start. He's not ready to start. He's not. So then you're going to throw him out there, and you're going to lose. You're going to lose your quarterback Wentz, who actually is a very talented player who's who's just not playing well right now. And there are a lot of reasons for that. We, we just talked about it. You know, his receivers aren't there. They're not practicing together. And on top of that, remember what you said. By this, they win a game. Hell, they're first place in their division. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dude, so, so Dude, you can't throw the you can't throw the season away. It's hard out here, man. I mean, Niners are two and one and in last place in a, in the NFC West. Last yeah, man. Can, place. Yeah. Well, can, can I tell you? Can I tell you something? And this is the thing. And this is why the Niners have to win this game. This is this is now looking at it. Like I said, I previously said, you know, preseason. I'm looking at this team, looking at the roster. Like, this is going to be a tough game for them, and they may drop this one at home. I'm looking at this right now, and I told some people up in Philly, on ESPN Radio up in Philly, I told them um, that – I believe I don't think it was Wednesday I told them that right now, if you take the NFC East and you put them up against – and you pick the team in the NFC East, but if you put them up against any division, the higher-end teams in any division, they lose. The, the Niners got to win this game. End of day, they have to win this game. They they do. I no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. They, they this is because I mean you, you you've already had what you know. I mean the jury's still out, right? But I I think collectively, at least you and I, we looked at it as like you've already had what's considered a bad loss, right? You you don't want to compound things by adding another another bad loss in your first quadrant of the season, and on top of that, it'll be at home. As well, um, against the Eagles. So no, I'm, I'm I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, three and one looks a whole lot different than two and two. That is, oh for yeah. sure. This has been and, real thing or not presented by Athlete Brandgard. Um, it it just does. It looks it looks different, man. It does absolutely. Well, three and one, especially after that bad taste of um, Arizona Week One. So that so you you finish up three and one. Yeah, I mean that that's it. You're rolling, and and. Not only are you three and one, you're three and one with all of these injuries. Yeah. So think about this: you've been playing without Bosa, you've been playing without Sherm, you've been playing without Garoppolo, you've been playing without Moster, you're playing without Coleman, you've play, you're playing without Kittle, you're playing without Solomon Thomas. Come on, look at this. Come on, and, yeah. and you're and you're three and one. Yeah. No, I mean we talked you about would, this on the pot after the pot, right? You go three and one every quadrant. You're what? 12, yeah. twelve or four. Well, think about this. If they, if you, if you finished up September, you finished up September um, at, at three and one with all the injured players that I mentioned, you'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. 
Mm-hmm. If if no injuries, no injuries, all stars, if you had your full stars, squad, full squad, you had your you you'd be happy with three and one. Yeah, I I don't, I don't think there's a Niner fan that would be upset if they finish up three and one after their first four games with with the entire squad healthy. I think you'd be okay with that. So that that's what I'm saying. You you finish this up. This is that's a that's a that right there speaks volumes of the depth of this roster, which we have discussed. Before we get out of here, let's get your keys. We heard Papa's keys. Let's get your keys um, to the Niners-Eagles uh, game coming up on Sunday. I think it's going to be very, very important to um, keep Carson Wentz in the game. I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I know how Papa feels about him. I am with Papa. I, unlike a lot of people, um, who are down on Carson Wentz. I like Carson. I've always liked him. But, see, I go back to even watching him back in college because his school played against my school for championships, and they were always in the playoffs against one another. So I've I've known him even coming out, and that's when I said coming out of the league. He, he, he ran a pro-style offense. Even at a Division II level, level one AA level, he was running the pro-style offense, and the dude's a winner. Um he was he was there and they won they won five championships while he was there. I'm still mad about it. But with that being said, I don't you, the backup may be a if if you go from him to Hurts, you you may have another one of those Kyler Murray situations. This guy running around making plays on you like that. Yeah, yeah. So so I I actually I actually think it's going to be important to keep him in the game. But take advantage of some mistakes because right now he's pressing. Take advantage of the mistakes and the opportunities that he gives you early on. Don't drop the pick. Jump on the fumble if the ball hits the ground. Take advantage of it so it'll snowball on him. I think that's a very big key to this game. Um, offensively, just rhythm. Just get just get into a rhythm. Uh, I'm going to go back to what I said the last week, and Papa said it. I'm going to agree with him. you got to run this ball. you got to establish that run. Uh, you got to make it easier for the quarterback. Shanahan's offense is built on the run. I'm not. I'm. I before I was like let McKinnon run. I'm the same way now. You got to let him run the ball, and you have to get that established. What do I say? That commitment. You got to be committed to the run. Yeah, you got to be committed. You got to be committed. Got to be committed yep. to it. Um, I think that. I don't know. I, I go back. Like, I'm kind of back and forth on this whole Wentz thing. Um, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I liked him a lot coming out of college. Uh, I actually thought the Rams should have took him over uh, over Jared Goff. Um, but, I mean, right now, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, I'm not sure that I wouldn't rather have Goff right now. And I know a lot of it is is, is system and this, that, and the other. But, I mean, that assist, the quarterback has to fit the system, right? Um and, yeah. and, and McVay obviously has done wonders for Goff's career because when he first got to L.A. and Jeff Fisher was there, it was like, what in the world is going on with this organization? Um, and so, I mean, those guys are going to be forever linked, right? But I, I, I just, I, don't, I mean, some of it is the, some of it is the injuries, uh, um, but but some of it uh, is. Well, I'm with you. Wentz is more talented. He's more talented than Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah, and, and I and I I believe that, but it's just in terms of. Like, like we just haven't seen it, right? I mean, aside from that, that one year where, interestingly enough, he got hurt against the Rams. And well, you, well no, season. we saw it. You no, know, he came in the league, and you saw it, and you saw him, and then he got hurt. So now the question is, can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? But he's a little reckless. So until he, so that's that's a part of it. He's got to stay healthy, um, because you're you're no good. You, 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 I, I, your ism, availability, 
<laughs> is the best ability. The best ability is availability. That is for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. We're located wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He's at underscore Bump and Run. Uh, it'll be the Niners and the Eagles at the Field of Jeans. A little Sunday night flavor uh, for the Niners as as they'll be hosting uh, the, the Eagles in front of the cardboard cutouts uh, inside the Field of Jeans uh, on a Sunday night. Um, so we'll be tuned in to that. Uh, hopefully, once again, for the third straight week, it'll be pina colada time. I am very interested in that. Very interested in another <laughs> Niners win, of course. Uh, y'all be safe. Enjoy the game. And we will see y'all next week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.